Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 508 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be finding out about the work of the charity Child Safe. Also, we'll be finding out about some of the forthcoming shows at the Stafford Gatehouse Theatre with We Will Overcome, which takes a focus on mental health. And also, we'll be checking out what's going on with the BBC Big Band and their celebration of 100 years since the birth of Nat King Cole. We'll be talking about some of the potential names for the forthcoming child of Harry and Meghan. And we'll be catching up on the Sky Necton mission, which sees them broadcasting from beneath the ocean waves. We'll also be taking a sample of some music from some of the shows that we're talking about and some great new indie acts as well. That's all coming up. But first of all... From the 28th of May through to the 1st of June, Rock of Ages at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. It's for one week only and it's going to be an absolute riot of fun. One of the stars of the show is Anthony Costa. Hello, sir. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. And yeah, you must, loving life. I, I should think so, because you've got an amazing role to be playing here. You get to have a little bit of fun, don't you? I really do, mate. It's a great role to play. Um, when I saw it back in the West End about sort of just under 10 years ago, I, uh, Shane Ward played the part. And, yeah, I, it was one of the parts I've always thought, oh, I'd love to play that. And now I'm doing it week in, week out. Yeah, and it's, it's my last week here in Wolverhampton, but I want to go out with a bang. Well, Stacey Jacks is the character, so give us a bit of his background. So he's a, you know, rock rock god. Um, he got, girls want to be with him, guys want to be him, and he thinks that, you know, the world loves him and he is God's gift to women. Um, completely not like me, but that's a good shame <laughs> because, you know, I'm playing a part. So, uh, you know, it's been a fun part to play. And the good thing is the audiences over the last sort of couple of weeks that I've been doing it have been absolutely amazing. And, you know, it... it it goes to show that there are people that want to go out and enjoy themselves, you know, and there's a lot of people that have got probably got problems at home or financial issues and stuff. But you know what? Leave them all at the door. Come and see the show and just, just leave your troubles and have a good time. Because it is an ultimate 80s rock and roll musical. It's got some fantastic tunes in there. What, 25 classic yes. rock anthems. And, uh, oh, they're, they're amazing. What, what's your favourite that you get to perform and also that you get uh, to hear? Uh, Dead or Alive, uh, I love I love performing. Me around, I've yeah. been I've, I've loved performing. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so so and the song that I love hearing, um, "Harden My Heart" is a good song. Yep, that that Sherry sings. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really good song. Really beautiful the way uh, Jody sings it. And I also like I've been waiting for a girl like you as well. So it's a nice duet that I hear week in week out. Mm-hmm. It's good. So oh, tell me, what do you remember of the eighties? Um, He-Man, um, 18, yeah. um, Jill. And, and, um, and all that sort of stuff, with all this great music going on around it. Yeah. I like proper old school. I mean, I, I love my 80s music. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I like 80s rock, I like 80s soul. I, I just love it all. I loved everything about it, and I loved the fact that I grew up in the 80s, and I can look back and go, yeah, man, I was an 80s baby. It was brilliant. <laughs> and with your outfit for the show, I mean... What what can we expect to see? Because are you fully glammed up? Um, no, it's not really a glam glam rock star. He's wearing like white, all, all in white, because he thinks he's an angel. Um, he's got a cowboy hat. He's got you know the stetson, so to speak, and he's got his sort of 
big cowboy boots and his long hair and his long mullet. Yeah, it's good, it's good man. I like, it's been funny wearing a wig, though. I'll tell you that. It's so funny. Because, <laughs> I mean, when you're in a boy band, you get away with just, you know, the, the clean-cut image. That is you, you know, a nice fella. Yeah. Didn't you, yeah. You, you, you boys never took it to the sort of excesses that we're seeing in this show, did you? Oh, not at all, mate. Not at all. I mean, it was the 80s. I mean, any, 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 anything happened in the 80s. Um, but now, now we were never like that, really. We just, me and the boys just liked going out and having a good time and, you know, loved doing what we were doing. So, yeah, it was not, none of what happens in the show. Like that. <laughs> now, you've got a, a great lineup of stars alongside you, the likes mm. of Kevin Kennedy, Zoe Burkett, Jody Steele. Uh, mm. the, the list just goes on, and they're all fantastic performers in their own right as well. Oh, my God, they're brilliant. Uh, to watch them week in, week out, every night, it's, it's an honour, mate, and I'm learning from everyone every day, you know. Even though I've been in the business nearly 20 years, I'm still learning from, you know, the youngsters coming in and, and you know, hearing their warm-ups or their their their, their vocal warm-ups and that. And it's, it's just it's so, so interesting. And, I, and I've loved performing with these people and hopefully I've made some good friends for the, you know, for the good foreseeable future. So all of these people, all these friends, is there anybody you've got role envy of? Who would you like to be if you weren't Stacey Jacks? What, in the show? Yeah. Oh, I love Lucas's part. I love Lonnie. I love the narrator as well. Mm-hmm. I think he really, Lucas, he, he nails it every night, mate. He's so funny. Um, and he has a bit of banter with the audience, and that's something that I love to do as well, uh, especially when I'm safe when I'm doing pantomime. I love it. And, um, yeah, Lucas, Lucas's part, Lonnie, would be good. So Lucas Rush is one of the ones to look out for in the show as well. As well. Oh, he's amazing. He's phenomenal. And obviously, it, there's some some scenes of a sexual nature in there, and uh, it's all a bit of a giggle around all this excess. So it's mm. it is just a, a bit of fun non-stop. It, it's fun non-stop from half seven in, at night till quarter to ten at night. It is just fun, and as I said, the people of Wolverhampton and the surrounding areas come down. The Wolverhampton Grand's a fantastic venue anyway, so the sound's going to be massive, and it's going to be like a proper rock concert. So, Rock of Ages at the Grand Theatre, the 28th of May through to the 1st of June, 01902 429212, the box office number, grandtheatre.co.uk online for your tickets. But for now, Anthony Costa, rock out and I'll see you Thank soon. You. See you soon, mate. There may be trouble ahead. But while there's moonlight and music and love and romance Let's face the music and dance Before the fiddlers have fled Before they ask us to pay the bill And while we still have the chance Let's face the music and dance Soon we'll be without the moon Humming a different tune And then There may be teardrops to shed So while there's moonlight and music And love and romance Let's face the music and dance Let's face the music and dance
At half past seven on the 8th of April at the Stafford Gatehouse Theatre, the BBC Big Band plays Nat King Cole. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Tiller Hussain. Hello, sir. Hi there, Jason. Thanks for having us. Good to have you and uh, find out more about this show. So tell us a bit of the background to this one. So the show uh, is based um, on the, I guess, the musical career of Nat King Cole. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason why we're doing it is because it's the Nat Cole centenary this year. Uh, that was born in 1919. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess uh, the show sort of takes you through the life of Nat with mainly his big band performances with the likes of Billy May. He also done a very short stint with uh, Quincy Jones, um, some Nelson Riddle arrangements. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess the, the show is actually going to be focusing on those arrangers as well. So you're going to get sort of little bites of other other arrange other arrangements those arrangers have have written for just instrumental for example you know so the BBC Big Band are also going to be playing some instrumental ones um, but yeah the show is, is mainly focused on that big band experience with orchestrators like Billy May and, and Quincy Jones and Nelson Riddle and and do you work with the BBC Big Band uh, across a, a wide range of their concerts or are you in for this one? Um, I am doing this particular one. I have worked with them in the past mm-hmm. on a few projects. Uh, one mainly being the uh, Edinburgh Jazz Festival, in fact. That was with Buddy Greco. Um, that was uh, a few some years ago, but um, it was a great experience, uh, of course, performing on the same bill as Buddy as well, who was very dear friends of Matt King Cole. It was a very dear friend of Matt King Cole, I mm-hmm. should say. So, I mean, uh, effectively... Are you trying to be Nat King Cole on the night or are you singing the songs in your own style no, to fit in with no, the band? Definitely not trying to be Nat. We're paying a modest tribute to him um, by uh, performing his songs and his arrangements. But this is the way to hear these songs and the, the performance itself with uh, a, a full big band and so on of the vocal calibre of yourself. And I know that's good. So, you know, it is going to be worth making the most uh, of this time and this chance to see something in a special year as you wouldn't necessarily normally get to hear it, it live these days. You certainly wouldn't. And we, like, as you say, we have a few concerts this year, uh, so I would recommend getting to one of them if you can. So, I mean, when it came down to selecting the songs and, and, and the research on this, this hasn't been a quick process either, has it? No, no. A lot of thought has to go into it. Um, the arrangements have to be the right arrangements, and also songs have to be songs that people recognise. I mean, there was a lot that Nat covered that people probably won't know. Um, you know, for example, Dinner for One, Please, James, or, or things like that. <laughs> um, so we're going to try and focus on, on sort of the Let's Face music and dance, um, possibly sit right down and write myself a letter, Maybe ballerina. I don't want to give too much away. Okay, but it's teasing us slightly careful. there. But, but there, there are so <laughs> many songs that you do know, and this stems uh, from the, the way these songs are still used in, in advertising and the like. They're just such classic tunes, and his performances were so iconic that we still hear them day in, day out. Precisely. I think it's a timeless style, and Nat's, Nat has a timeless voice, um, just like the likes of you know other popular singers of the time, like Sinatra and I think like that they they seem to last through the years and and they always sort of resurface every few years if you notice like you're saying commercials and, and things like that. Well, it's going to be an amazing night. Have you got a favourite that you may or may not want to confirm you're singing on the evening? 
Uh, I have many favourites. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Um, but we, uh, no, no, we leave it there. We leave it. Just come and see the show. Okay. And just sit back, kick back, <laughs> and enjoy. Well, it's going to be amazing in the uh, the main theatre. StaffordGateHousetheatre.co.uk is the website. You can get your tickets there. Or you can call the box office on 01785 619080. That's 01785 619080. And go and enjoy a brilliant music uh, night full of the magic of Nat King Cole on the 8th of April. All gets going at half past seven. And I think it's going to be a treat. I'm sure you'll agree. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to meeting the people of Stafford. That should be good. Uh, to the same, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Time for new music now here on The Milk Bar. This is Invoker.
Fewer people have seen the true depths of the ocean than the first steps on the moon. To tell us more about some work being done with Sky News broadcasting live from below the sea, I'm joined now by Emily Penn, the Necton trustee and Sky Ocean Rescue Ambassador. Hello to you. Hello. So for three days this week, first one yesterday, running through until tomorrow, uh, Sky News have been taking a look at the ocean. Now, Obviously, this uh, a massive opportunity to show some great television. We've seen this over the years from down there. But this is one of the first times the area they're in has actually been seen on screen. It is, exactly. It's in the Indian Ocean, in the Seychelles, and such a remote part of our planet. I mean, the Indian Ocean is one of our least unexplored parts of the planet as it is, um, but particularly down in the depths. And so it's, it's definitely the first time this bit of the ocean has been seen. Um, but it's also a first that you can see it live in your living room. And actually the show that is happening tomorrow at 8am and 8pm on Sky will be with a bunch of school kids who will have an opportunity to Q&A live with the pilots who are down there. So it's a really interactive opportunity to get closer up to these amazing unknown parts of our planet. And the worrying bit is we've got so much waste going into our oceans that these sort of environments are actually under threat, aren't they? They are, absolutely. Uh, Particularly the deep ocean that, as you say, we know so little about. We're actually still learning about new species every day and at the same time um, we're having these huge impacts such as plastic pollution and climate change as that are destroying them almost uh, quicker than we can actually discover and learn about them. Um, so this is one of the uh, big parts of this Necton mission to the deep ocean is to get a baseline of the data of actually what the state of the ocean is so that we can then actually work on policies and changes that will solve many of these problems. So the work that's been done here in this coral reef is going to highlight where we want to make sure that we're at, uh, where we can avoid things going further wrong in the future. But this is a a global problem, isn't it? it? It can't just be cured by three fantastic nice television from Sky. Absolutely. It is a global problem. We see the same impacts having every, uh, the same impacts all over the world. But also, it's all of us all over the world who are contributing to the problem um, because actually all of this pollution starts on land and then it finds its way to these remote places. So I think the great thing about what's happening over these three days is it really takes this experience to our living rooms um, because we can't care for places that we don't understand um, and that we don't know and love and so this is a great opportunity to have some connection to it now is there a chance we might see a new species come past the window in the uh, in the middle of a news bulletin absolutely i think every chance that there will i think there'll be many new species that will be discovered um we probably won't know it at that live moment when it's coming past um but certainly the papers that will be published following uh, all of the explorations will will detail that and it's about another chance to get some money into these areas to to highlight what is going on 
It is, yes. I mean, um, the Indian Ocean is one of the least protected parts parts of our planet, as well as the least unknown, uh, and so sorry, the least known. Um, and so, it is an opportunity to be able to get the funds to the place that it's really needed um, to help solve the problem. It's also home to two billion people who really rely on the ocean for their survival, um, and so it's really important that it's protected. And the worrying part is this could turn into appeals for cash later on to protect the people who've lost their environment. And it it can potentially be done so much cheaper by not destroying that environment in the first place. Absolutely. Prevention is definitely um, the really best place to start. Um, And that's why it comes down to all of us um, on the plastics issue to be thinking about our own consumption of plastic. Uh, the Sky Ocean Rescue Campaign is doing a really great job of really talking about all of those things that we can be doing in our daily lives to prevent this problem. Um, and as you say, prevention is going to be the cheapest and easiest way to solve this problem rather than trying to clean up the mess afterwards. Yeah, and obviously this is all being done in an environmentally friendly way going down there. There's been so much work put into making sure that you don't actually impact the environment as you're doing the programming. Absolutely, yes. Um, lots of ways that um, we're very conscious about the environment um, that we're going to be in and, um, you know, things like avoiding anchoring and ways that you can actually really um, harm the coral reef in the process. And the, and the reef itself is a massive living thing. I mean, how big is it now and uh, you know, what are the concerns on shrinkage there too? Uh, there are absolutely concerns, I mean, all over the world with the um, coral bleaching that we've seen from the very high sea temperatures we've had in the last couple of years uh, that we've seen seen affect the whole Indian Ocean already. Um, and so huge concerns uh, going forward of, of what that means for this part of the world. Um, in this particular place that uh, Nectar is visiting down in the deep, because no one's been there before, we actually don't have a baseline to be able to measure shrinkage and so on um, from at the moment. So part of this mission is crucial just to establish that baseline. And uh, hopefully we can make sure that we're uh, you know, going back and keeping an eye on things, as it were, to, to ensure that we don't see any problems. And also, I, I suppose, any uh, waste that is down there, it'll be a case of trying to, to clean this sort of thing up to, to avoid it turning into a problem. Yeah, cleanup is, is good, although when we're cleaning something up, we have to also be careful that we're not creating more problems. Um, one of the things with plastic in particular is... Uh, because it fragments into these tiny pieces um, and then gets ingested by marine life and um, is the same size as the algae and the zooplankton and all the living matter. Um, you have to be very conscious to not do more damage um, than you know than good when when trying to clean it up. So um, again, understanding uh, these ecosystems is fundamental first and prevention um, is the best solution. So this is hopefully what's going to come out of this work. Where can we go to find out more as well as watching it on our TVs? So you can head on over to Necton Mission to find out more about the project itself in the Seychelles. Um, There's on Sky News, 8am, 8pm, today, tomorrow, and also the Sky Ocean Rescue campaign to find out more about how you can be part of the solution. Yep, that's skyoceanrescue.com for more information on that one. Nekton is spelt N-E-K-T-O-N. It sounds like it's fantastic work being done and brilliant television too, which is what helps bring this home to us. For now, Emily Penn, Nekton trustee and Sky Ocean Rescue ambassador, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Time for more fantastic music now here on The Milk Bar. This is Matt Finucane and Perilous Seat. You got-
Finucane, listen out for that name. I think we'll be hearing quite a bit of that in the years to come. On the 24th of March is a fundraising event for child safety. Tell us more. I'm joined now by Moses Raphael and also Stuart Russell. Hello, both. Hello, hello. hello. Nice to meet you. Good to see you hello. guys too. And um, was your charity, basically, this is, isn't it? You, you've, you founded this and off the back of something troubling that happened within your family. Yes, of course. I mean, luckily I was about allowed to make myself turn into something positive instead of negative. People, a lot of people have been in this situation and never done anything about it. I've never understood why. I mean, to have your daughter almost taken from you is the scariest, and it's really hard to explain the emotions it goes through at the time. Mm-hmm. It was anger, fear, and 
at one point actually froze because I didn't know what to do. Well, it's, it's something no parent should ever, course, you know, that course. situation should never happen. And being the man that I am, I'm a very protective father, but I'm quite a big man as well. Like you never, I would have never thought, no, no one's going to try that with mm-hmm. my kids. Mm-hmm. And it was so close to home. And whilst doing something that you, we get complacent with, I was doing my shopping. Mm-hmm. So like, well, as I was putting food in my trolley, a man tried to pick my daughter up and run out of the shop with her. And that's, that's the, like the scariest thing. How the hell does that happen? That just should, just, just never it's, ever happen. It's, it's like, before it ever happened, like, I generally thought it just happened in films. Yeah. Like you see it in the films, taking mm-hmm. and things like that, but you don't really think that it happens in, especially in the UK. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's on the rise at the moment. 2018 was at its peak. And with last year, almost 140,000 attempted deductions, 1,189 actual abductions, and most of the children haven't even returned, and people don't even know about these facts. But when, obviously, you and I were young, I mean, you're young to yourself, but yeah. when, 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 we were, when we were younger, Back in the day. it was all the, the Charlie Says videos and things, yeah, don't, yeah, Stranger Danger yeah. and all of that. But you kind of hoped it would be a lot better these days. Yeah, of course. And, and you've, you've got more to worry about because you've got the internet with people trawling through on there trying to get hold of people. So there's, there's lots of different things which seem to be the worst problems these days. So the fact that this sort of thing is still ongoing is another massive reason why Child Safe came about. Of course. I mean, all these people have just found other tools. I mean, I even went to the police and I asked them and I, t- I told them about the program I'm going to be getting into school, which is called Think Child, Think Safe, mm-hmm. which is to educate the children on online grooming, online gaming and, and abduction in public. Yep. Because they still try and teach them stranger danger, yeah. like they did in the past. But the world's evolved. Yeah. It's all about it's technology. That and something yeah, else. Of course, yeah. it's all about technology. It happens in the street, but it's all mainly without there's over a hundred thousand online groomers a day mm-hmm. and kids being taken and falling for the thing that they think they're falling in love and they're finding a best friend and they're keeping it secret from their families and then ends up losing their lives. It's, it's a horrible thing that people have to go through. It is frightening, and the sort of stuff that we see in the news, I mean, that is the tip of the iceberg. That's when it's gone badly wrong. Yeah. Fortunately, in a lot of cases, it yeah. doesn't go to that, but you still need to avoid it progressing to that 100%. Point. That's why I'm trying to go a different route to other people. I mean, education is the key. I think to educate the young minds and build that knowledge from a younger age, we can prevent it in the future. Because if they know what they're looking for, they can know what to then prevent and then get help before something escalates. And the important thing is always, you can talk to your parents, you can talk to your guardians, you can talk to your teachers at school, and it's making sure that if there's anything that any child is in any doubt about, they're doing one of those three things. Yes, of course, because they manipulate you. They will tell you these things, and they tell you things to keep it a secret. And as a child, you're easily manipulated. They don't know what's right and what's wrong, especially when it comes to those, those sort of things when a stranger talks to you. So by getting that information and talking to your parents and feeling open, when your parents, a lot of parents do talk to their children, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of children that are in those situations that don't understand what is actually happening. But where's the, be- the best place to teach is in schools? Like I don't, this, the, my, my children, as an example, my children at home, pain in the butts they're like they're, they're always like they don't listen they do this but at school they're like top of their classes yeah. they pay attention they're, which they're, is good of course they, they need get, that they, they get need, that from the dad they need, <laughs> they need that authority figure yeah to teach them yeah so that's why i think we need to get into schools so a case of getting a message across but that requires funding because there's going to need to be literature and, and the like to go along with it so you've got this event on the 24th tell me yes. more about that so the 24th of march is my first charity event uh, hosted by Stu ourselves. Stu's used to this yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'm used to this yeah. Of course, I mean, I'm nervous. This is going to be the first thing uh, I've ever done. Um, tickets have all sold out. We've got 200 people coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got everything there. Bounce castles, fire. Anything that a child would love, we, we, the plan is to get it there. Yeah. But um, the main aspect and the reason for it was to raise funds for my programme. But here's your exclusive. We are now being funded by the National Lottery. 
Oh, absolutely. And we are now going to be a registered charity. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. So you, you've gone through those hoops, yes. which means that other people are seeing the good work that you're yeah, doing, which yeah. is the best bit. Yes, I mean, people people told me not to do it. People told me that you've certainly been going for four months. It's not, you haven't put enough work in, but no one's seen the work I've been putting behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. People are just seeing what I'm putting on Facebook and things like that, but no one's seen how hard I've actually been working. And they told me, I went to see people and they said get professional help before you go into the national lottery mm -hmm. they're not 90% of people don't get funded they said they'll get back to you in 10 weeks but you're probably not gonna you're gonna get another three weeks and I got got a yes which is brilliant yes. I was in I was in I was in tears I was sitting oh. sit, sitting at home and um I just looked at my partner she sat sitting next to me and I was like I got, a, I got an email from the national lottery she's <laughs> like open it then open it then <laughs> and I was just like I just started crying and uh, yeah they just they decided to fund me give me all the money I need to uh get it going. See, normally all I ever get from the National Lottery is you've won three pounds on Thunderball. <laughs> so uh, you, you're already doing better than most there. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like unbelievable feeling. Like I generally, people are telling me what an inspiration I And it generally feels like I'm just doing what I was born to have to do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel an abnormal, and that makes sense. I'm just walking the path that I was put on earth to do. Yeah. So when I'm doing these things, it's just, to me, it's a normal day life, but then people are telling me how amazing I am. Yeah, but, but you've been a dad. You've yeah, been a dad to many rather yeah. than just your daughter. That's the thing. I've always wanted to work with children, always. As a youngster, I've always wanted to work. I've had that like thing with children. I've always had that caring nature about myself mm -hmm. that we all have in my family. Plus, I've just landed my new job now as a special educational needs teacher, so I'm going to be helping and assisting at special educational needs school, which gives me the tools to now get into school so they teach me my safety garden training yeah so i can now get into the schools and start educating the schools and all the, you know, all the children in the schools well i mean absolutely brilliant congratulations thank on you, that thank one you, thank the you. event on the 24th i mean it's sold out completely sold out but what, what's he what's you got him doing he's, he's doing everything yeah well, he's <laughs> i'm taking the pressure off yours because he's he's done all this he's worked so hard and when he's, he he called me up and he says um would you be interested in doing the hosting for this charity event you can't say no uh, as a father myself, I've got two boys, uh, and you're constantly worrying about, no matter how old your children get, you always worry about yes. them. Mm -hmm. So when I got the call off this young man, there was no hesitation. I really can't wait um, to get going, and, and we've got so much going on on the day. Yeah. Um, he's got, I think he's got the mayor coming. Yes, potentially yeah, the potentially the mayor, they should be coming down. I'm trying to get the MP from North of Starbridge and Lloyd to come down. I mean, I'm getting all the Express of Stars hopefully going to be coming down. Brilliant. I mean, I'm just a just a dad from Starbridge, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like, I'm aiming to get this charity across the whole country. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for be to benefit just me. Mm -hmm. I want to make a difference in people's lives. That's that's the difference. But equally, like, you're doing it though because something happened to you and your course, family, and you know that should never happen never to anybody happened. else. But it's the feeling. It's like, for weeks I was having nightmares. My yeah. partner at the moment still, she tries to detach herself from it mm -hmm. because it still hurts to think that someone could have taken our baby. Yeah. And if I wasn't there, that's the hardest thing for her because she didn't see any of it happen. Yeah. She didn't, she, like, she would have been gone if I wasn't there. That's the scariest thing. That is frightening. Yeah, I know. But it didn't happen. Yeah, of that's course, the good of course, bit. of course. You were, you were vigilant, you got put right, but equally the kids have got to know that if anything happens like that to shout up and make a difference, that's going to be part of the programs that you're putting together. Of course it is. So where can people go to find out more about the work you're doing? So the, the pro I've got my website on this live at the moment. There's a lot of information on there that people, for tips for parents, tips for children, online grooming, online gaming, a lot of that will be in the program, but it's more designed to get interact with the kids. So mm -hmm. they'll be writing the program. I'm giving the uh, questions, they're giving me answers. I just want to know what they know at the moment, yeah. and then I can give them the tips so they can take that home with them and they can 
keep it there so they know if oh this is happening at the moment as they're playing the game oh what did it say in the book do you know what i mean that sort of aspect with the program yeah, aware when something's like that happens so what's the website uh, childsafeonline.co.uk childsafeonline.co.uk facebook page as well yes facebook page childsafe and instagram and childsafe one so check it all out yes make sure you're following it getting the kids involved make it just part of normal life to talk about this sort of stuff of course of course i mean I've now as well, my first book is going to be published in March. Books as well. End of this month. End of this month, my first <laughs> How book. How busy are you? Yeah, I, like, I, this is the thing, like, I've always wondered what I was supposed to be doing in life for now. I always used to think, like, how do people become a businessman? How do people do this? How do you do that? Like, how do you get that? How do you end up with a charity yeah, that's been funded by the National yeah. Lottery? It's a charity that's going to go national <laughs> it, at some point. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it didn't make any sense to how you do those things. But then, because I, I was trying to think how you do it, it just didn't, wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And then when that happened, everything just flowed so perfectly. Like, my mind just... I always remember saying, I was like, my mind's, my brain's never done these things before. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, one thing after another. I wrote four books within three weeks. Um, my first one's going to be published in Edinburgh. It's, it's called The Adventures of Captain Child Safe. Yeah. This is to educate the younger generation and try and embed it into their brains from a young age of what's right and what's wrong. So, But making it fun and making it of accessible. Of course, through story. Yeah. So we will be sold on Amazon, Kindle. It'll be there. So my first book's going to be based on the true events of what happened to me. So it's going to be called The Supermarket. And it's about the child who runs away and then tries to go look for some toys and then the sly fox comes in to kidnap the child but Mr. Captain's superhero comes and saves the day. But it teaches and educates at the same time but it also teaches at the end, each book is to teach us that you do not need to be a superhero to mm. save your children. Yeah. It's just the, all you need is that knowledge. But equally, the kids shouldn't be scared, they should just be, should should be, be, should be ready then to, to, to make the noise they need to make. That's, that's, to that's it, we just, just need those little tips because yeah. it, it doesn't happen all the time to you, you know what I mean? Like you, like I never thought it was going to happen, but it did. And I, I, hopefully, in the rest of my life, it won't happen again. Mm. But every three days, the child is almost getting attempted abduction. Like one in a hundred children get get attempted abduction in their lives. It's the, the numbers are quite scary. But the thing is, we need to be ready for it. Yeah. Because if we're ready for it and we know they're coming, they, they they've got no chance. No, absolutely. Must give us the website again. So childsafeonline.co.uk. And you can donate through there as well. You can donate through the page and all money will be going through the funding for the program because the program's going to be endless. We want it in every single school. I mean, Charles, we've got so many ideas, but the program's just the beginning. We're going to raise the awareness, build the knowledge, and then there's other things coming. Well, keep up the good work. Yeah, Have a great time on the 24th. Stuart, enjoy yourself for that one. Make Thank sure you make the most of it. But well, most congratulations on everything so much. far, Keep and keep it going. I will, I will. I won't start. This is my life now. So, as we say, this is our mission, Stronger as One. We know you're here. Well, thanks for having a chat with us. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Scott Gray is a jazz vocalist. We're going to take a listen to his brand new single now. This is Someday. I walk alone in Autumn Central Park with people falling in love. They pass me by and they remind me that my time is yet to come. Sometime, someday At least that's what my friends say
flash on a nighttime sky and hope that you appear. But every day stays the same old same as yesterday. So then, bravo for me. But I've been searching for some day. It's path to me yet to appear. And I can hardly. Someday from Scott Gray here on the Mill Bar. Matt McGuinness is at the Stafford Gatehouse with We Are What We Overcome on the 19th of April. It's a Friday night, it's half seven, and he's on the line now to tell me more about it. Hello, sir. Hi, you're all right. I'm very well, thank you. I trust we find you well. Yeah, no, really good, actually. Great stuff, sir. Tell us a bit about the show itself. So it's a mix between music and stories about uh, based around mental health, some of which to do with me, some of which to do with other people. Um, but it just goes through that sort of path from uh, being all right to not being all right to hopefully being all right, which is the, probably the most basic way I've ever explained it. Yeah, well, it, it is sometimes a bit of a journey for people, and the important thing is you do get back to being all right at the end of it. And I think these days we very often we, we know it's okay not to be all right, but as long as you know that and you are able to start to progress and, and turn your life around in, in some way. So what, what part to, of your story do you approach? From the beginning, really, you know, just where you... And it's one of those indefinable things isn't it, to, to try and work out when things started to go wrong, which is almost impossible to put a line on. 
But you, you are right, you know, in terms of making sure you can, you know you can get through it is the issue. One of the nicest things that happened, we did a couple of previews actually, and at one of the previews, uh, one of the guys came up to me afterwards and and said that he was right in the middle of it. But he one thing he'd taken from the show was that even though he was stuck in the middle of it and it was pretty much a brick wall, it gave him some hope that it wasn't it was only temporary. You know, it was, it was this wasn't a permanent thing, um, which is great. You know, that's you know that's hopefully one of the things that people take from it. And however people feel within their own mental health, it is different for everybody. There isn't a one-size-fits-all solution to the, the sort of problems that we experience as we go through life. And uh, yeah, from the title, it is it is about overcoming whatever it is that has put us into a, a, a bad or awkward situation. But it, it, it's, it's also very often having somebody else potentially by your side to help you through that too. Absolutely, you know, and, and that's um, one of the things. That's particularly with blokes, and that you know, it's how they access that. You know, they're, they're particularly bad at getting professional help, and and also they're probably bad at talking to their partners or their friends and stuff. But all those things are really, really important. So, is this a bit of self-help as well as uh, as being a, a way of of hopefully both entertaining and educating? Yeah, well, it's 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 got humour in it as well as uh, some fairly dark places, but quite a lot of humour and some songs, and and it's definitely a self-help. I mean, I think one of the the two things that, that come out with that is one is that I think I went to Edinburgh to do my show, which is me trying to sort of fix myself in one stupid way. It's not the best way of reaching out. It could be an expensive one. Uh, well, yeah, but we were joking the other day about it. Actually, it's probably a quicker way to get some clinical help than it is to get it through the NHS. <laughs> But the, the other thing is, you know, um, as well is that, um, you know, in, in terms of, of, of self-help and such like, uh, one of the things I introduced the show as that this is this is like my welcome to my third session this week. You know, this is the uh, this is the, the forum. And, and to be honest, although I joke about it, chatting with other people and bringing it forward and, and bringing it out into the open is is a form of therapy. Yeah, people in the audience who've come along purely because they want to hear you talk and be inspired by you, that's that's one way of doing it. People yeah. will also be there because they maybe have seen or heard about this and realised there might be something in it for them to help them through one of their situations. And yeah. uh, it, it all sort of comes together. And uh, did you have maybe a bit of a and a towards the end? There's an opportunity for people to feed back and talk to you yeah. as part of the show? Absolutely. I mean, we 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 had it one show where we had a Q and A actually straight after the show on where we were performing, and then the idea was that we would chat with people one to one afterwards as well. Um, and in the next show, um, in that bit after, there was no bit afterwards, but it just happened, and they get, it went on. Both of them went on for much longer than we would expecting, and people. Uh, one friend who came to the second show said he just thought it was we were giving people the the opportunity and saying it was all right to talk, and it, it just came out, but. I mean, the empathy from people and the stories from people and the endearing qualities they have that comes through the Q&A and, and, and also the you know sort of one-on-one stuff afterwards is, is just phenomenal. You know, you can't help but be moved by it. And in that, each show is, is different because you're getting the opportunity to talk to different people who, who wish to share their stories. There's no obligation to. Someone could just sit, come along, sit there and listen and that's it, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, there's quite a lot of people who come just for the entertainment, to be honest, here, and, and they say thanks and they go or whatever. But, you know, there's, there's a whole diverse range of people, you know, and some people who are 
uh, connected with other people with mental health, some people are going through it themselves, and some people who just want to come to the show. Um, and it's a really good mix of people, actually. So where can people go to find out more about you to start off with before we talk about tickets? Uh, all the usual nonsense, you know, all the social media things. So the the website is mattmcginnis.co.uk and, and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, so they're all the same name. Um, it's it's either it's Matt McGuinness NRC or, or one of those variants. But if you stick it as everything else, and if you stick it into Google, it comes up straight away. Yeah, so you can be found quite simply. We are what we overcome is the show. Adults are priced at eleven pounds. Concessions are ten, and uh, you can get those tickets from StaffordGateHouseTheatre.co.uk. You can also give their box office a call. That is oh one seven eight five six one nine zero eight zero oh one seven eight five six one nine zero eight zero. And it is Friday the nineteenth of April. 7.30 and definitely not underselling it. It could be uh, you turning your life around purely by hearing how other people have as well. Absolutely. You know, it's really heartwarming when people tell you the stories and share and it, it. I would hope it helps them as much as it helps me. You know, it's really, really good. It's good to talk, isn't it, as they used to say on the BT advert. We are what we overcome at the Stafford Gatehouse. Matt McGuinness, thank you so much for joining us and for putting this out on the road. Thanks for your time. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining us back with episode 509 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.